I think you know what time it is. Yes, it's that time when all the savvy podcasters group up and form Napod Pomo. Do you have your story ready? I'm ready. Let's get into this. Napod Pomo, let's go. It's day three of this challenge we call Napod Pomo. Before I get into today's episode, well, it's time to address the elephant in the room. I think you've been called out, Fireman Rich. Jennifer Navarrete says you are a podcaster. And I tend to agree 100%. You're a pretty good podcaster, Fireman Rich, and we thank you for the content that you produce. You're always consistent and always tries to have that positive start to everybody's day through your podcast. And believe it or not, I believe you have veteran status in the podcast world. Nap, pod, po, mo. Let's go. Today's podcast news article comes from podcastnews.net the writer paul chantler was written august 16th of 2022 we're going to get into how to keep your host read podcast ad legal i've noticed that there's a lot of individuals reading podcast ads and they don't identify that ad as a host read ad Let's get into today's story. How to keep your host read podcast ad legal. Host read ads in podcast are a persuasive and powerful way to sell because of the trust and intimacy between the podcaster and the listener. Research shows host read podcast ads perform better than other kinds of ads. A Nelson study in 2020 said host-read ads also produced an average of 50% increased in purchase and recommendation intent among listeners when compared against non-host-read ads. But a new ruling by the UK Advertising Standards Authority could compromise the potency of future host-read ads. The clear principle as stated by the ASA, and the same is true of its broadcast equivalent in the UK, Ofcom, is that listeners must know when they're being sold to. This means there must be appropriate signaling to make sure any commercial agreement is transparent to the audience. The ASA were investigating a host-read ad by healthy food company, Huel, in an episode of the excellent and popular Stephen Bartlett podcast, The Diary of a CEO. Half an hour into the podcast, the pages of a book were heard audibly turning, and Stephen said, quick one. For many years, people have been asking for a coffee-flavored Huel. After a commercial read of about one minute, He said, back to the podcast. 
When challenged by the ASA, Stevens stated he believed the ad was compliant because the ad content differed from the editorial in tone and had included the sound effect as well as the words quick one. And back to the podcast to distinguish the start and the end of the ad. While acknowledging these steps, the ASA nevertheless upheld a complaint because it breached their code by failing to make clear that the marketing communications must be obviously identifiable. There was no upfront wording that obviously identified it as an ad. The sound effect was, in their view, quiet and had the potential to be missed or overlooked. They also said Stephen voiced the ad in a similar style and tone to the editorial, therefore not making it significantly different. They ruled the ad shouldn't appear again in the same form. They told Huell and Stephen to make sure the commercial intent of ad content is made clear in future podcasts by including a clear and prominent identifier such as advertisement and making sure the break from editorial content was clearing and audibly identified. For their part, Stephen and Huell agreed to amend the ad in future to state, quick one, as you know, Huell sponsor this podcast, so listeners will immediately know that the segment was an ad. With the ever-increasing popularity of podcasts, there's no doubt watchdogs will scrutinize content even more in the future to ensure transparency and clarity. There's no reason why this should dilute the impact of a host read. You just need to make sure listeners know when they're being sold by putting in some kind of audible signal or change in tone when it happens. But the challenge is to come up with something more creative and subtle than the age-old commercial radio refrain. Now it's time for a break. (laughs) So that's a great article, and it really gives you something to think about when you are dealing with those host-read ads, even on Anchor. I will share the links to this article in the show notes area. Now let's go over to podchaser.com and chase down a great podcaster. Today's podcaster is Sheila. Her podcast is Podcast with Sheila. Sharing uplifting and impactful real-life stories. Podcast with Sheila is a weekly recording that empowers, inspires, and motivates through positive real-life experiences. We believe that life is one big classroom and we learn daily as we journey on. This platform has been designated to share inspiring real-life experiences. The podcast is hosted on Anchor. You can find Sheila on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash with Sheila. The podcast details 
It was created by Podcast with Sheila. It is active. She started April 6th, 2020. And the latest episode is October 30th, 2022. Great episode. The release period is weekly. She's got an outstanding 83 episodes in the can. And the average episode length is 36 minutes. The podcast is marked explicit. It's episodic and it is in English. I will share this podcast link in the show notes. And I would like to say thank you, Sheila, for inspiring others. And now it's time to share one of my upcoming episodes for the Dead America podcast. On December 21st, I will release the episode with Branch Isole. He is an author, an author of 22 books. He's a storyteller, a poet. He writes about strength of choice to change consequences. He's known worldwide for contemporary short stories that reveal emotions and issues often experienced, but not always voiced. He posts a thought for today, short stories and articles. All of this can be found at branchisole.com, and that will be in the show notes, all of the links for today. Let's listen into. A segment of this fantastic episode. What inspired you to start writing your books, Branch? Well, that's a great question because I didn't start writing until I was 50 years old. Um, it was not something that I had ever foreseen myself doing. I was not a real avid reader and I was not an exceptional student. So you know, that thought of expressing ideas for others um, was never sort of in my wheelhouse. As I was in school, I was getting a master's degree in theology, and I was moved to write a book for basically fallen away Christians and seekers and searchers. In my own path, I had been raised in a Christian household, but not an active household. We were sort of C and E Christians, you know, Christmas and Easter. Um, other than that, there wasn't a lot of religious experience for me, and it wasn't part of my life. But as I grew and, and you know, got into the career workplace and got caught up in corporate America, um, there came a time when I was sort of disillusioned and disappointed. So I started searching for truth and what that looked like in my life. And that led me to uh, studies of Eastern religions, philosophies, and mysticism. And that eventually led me back to Christianity, but not back to the church. And so as I was getting my master's degree, um, I was moved to write a book for fallen away Christians, as I said. And that was how the writing started. Um, from there, my second book was a selection of short stories and poetry dealing with, you know, life situations. 
And so that's how it sort of grew as a career for me. You know, a lot of life situations from my experiences, a lot of them lack communication skills. Learning how to communicate well is very difficult, especially in our world, because nobody teaches us how to really live anymore. It's more, like you said, this corporate world that we live in, and it's all about franchising, money-making, and it's a chase. We get lost in it. How, how do we find ourselves within that branch? Wow, that's such a good question because, as you say, you know, today, just about every activity that you come in contact with, somebody's trying to monetize it. And yes. um, I, I find that, you know, most people in, in that situation, and I hate to say, use Amway as an example, but multi-level marketing, yeah. it's that same kind of yeah. mindset of, I really don't have any experience to draw from, but I've read about this, so I think I can do it, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to charge for it. And this um, goal to monetize everything really sort of takes the personal contact and the personal communication out of the scenario. You know, life is about relationships. And one of the things we know from advanced technology that we have today is everybody's on their phone texting and they're in conversation, but not with the people standing next to them. And so this continual, you know, deep dive into the whole of isolation, you're right. You know, lots of people have lost the skill of communicating and, you know, the kind of world we live in today, truth and honesty is not a part of that communication. So we really struggle with you know, trying to present ideas and thoughts in a cogent way that somebody else can understand and either agree or disagree with. So we live in interesting times to say the least. And that leads us into my thought of the day. That would be, life is about relationships. And we tend to deny that many times. I wonder if a lot of our mental health problems is really associated with that. Life is about relationships. Stop denying yourself the relationships because others don't agree. That's the thing. Everybody has an opinion. It's how we share it that matters. We really need to learn about relationship a little bit more today. Don't forget, go over to deadamerica.website and sign up for the microphone giveaway. We're giving away that pod mic. I'm out until tomorrow. <laughs>